What is going on, 5-9 Gamers? My name is Joe Weggs, and today I will be your host for your favorite podcast, the Dokkan Battle Podcast. Our podcast is presented to you by 5-9 Gaming. 5-9 Gaming is your source for all things gaming, anime, and entertainment related. Be sure to like and subscribe to stay up to date on all things 5-9. Today's episode is number 105. No one can beat the podcast when it's Super 17. Uh, so we got some fun things to talk about. We're wrapping up the 8th anniversary uh, and then rolling into the next Dokkan Fest. Um, I can't do it alone. I've got some wonderful guests with me today. Um, my first guest has a glorious beard, but is too lazy for face cam. Say hi to Minato. Minato, how you doing? Hi, how's it going? I'm here, and I love uh, Dokkan. Yes, you do love Dokkan. <laughs> <laughs> and you love answering random uh, questions on Twitter, apparently. So every everyone send Minato random questions on Twitter. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> my next guest is the original Super Battle Road King, now playing JP, the Mass Ningen. How are you doing? Yo, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, always happy to be here. Uh, just to be clear, though, I am now playing JP as well. I'm still a global main in my heart. So. Global <laughs> to JP pipeline. I'm just telling <laughs> y'all. Look, watch one year, Ningen's gonna be like, well, if I'm spending on global, uh, JP already, then kind of like, what's really the point of spending on global if I'm already doing everything at JP? Then he's gonna switch over to JP. I've seen this happen multiple times, you know. Yeah, we just have to wait and see. It's not happening. No. Uh -huh. sure. Ningen knows, Ninga knows that uh, global's the superior version. JP is just the beta version. They're just the play yep. test. And then global's the, the correct full version. Uh, the better version with all those great global perks. So he just wants to experience the best sure. of both worlds, right? Okay. Exactly. That's how it goes. All right. So we're going to start with a little eighth anniversary recap. So I'm just going to quickly uh, summarize kind of everything we have, and I'm going to get everyone's thoughts on just the anniversary as a whole. And then we're going to dive in deeper on a couple of topics for the eighth anniversary before we move on. So uh, we obviously got the new units. We got the uh, Boo Saga duel, the GT duel. Um, and then the part two units are the Carnival opening Goku, the Carnival opening Gohan. Uh, we got an Ice and Nova unit. We got Gotenks and Piccolo. Those were the side banner units. And then we got some free-to-play units. We got the LR Bobbity Vegeta card. Uh, we got the Hercule card. And then we got some pretty good EZAs. We got Physical Vegito. We got STR Boo, STR Kaioken Goku, um, Spirit Bomb Absorbed Goku. We got the STR Gogeta in the Tech Vegito, the year five. So those are pretty good. And then just a ton of events, right? A bunch of story events. Uh, some unique events, some link level events. Uh, we got a world tournament, chain battle, burst mode. So there was just a ton going on in this anniversary. So um, Minato, I'm going to start with you. Just how do you feel overall about the eighth anniversary? And if you want to rank it among the other ones, feel free to do that as well. I think it's really good. Um, in terms of ranking it with other like you know anniversaries, I think it's high up there. I feel like you could argue it as better than the seventh anniversary, maybe, because it just overall, I feel like they kind of mushed together what we got. Like, because the part EX, I feel like people low key overrate like the part EX last year. Like, we got the LR Super Saiyan 4s, this is huge for sure. But besides them, we just got the GT Goku and Vegeta Jr. Kind of suck. Right, I mean, <laughs> they're yeah. they're very bad, and, and they um, they're bugged. So yeah, like, I was gonna say they were bugged. Yeah, yeah, you, you couldn't even really even use them properly. Not that it was a big difference, but in JP they were bugged. So it's like you know, basically not released, right? Um, it was really just Super Saiyan Four EZAs who also, and at the end of the day, kind of aged out really quickly. Um, in hindsight, they're like not as good as we thought they were because there just wasn't options like that. 
was yep. the eighth anniversary for like handled like pacing in terms of content really better. I always felt like there was something to do during the eighth anniversary. Well, even during the seventh anniversary, sometimes they were kind of little dry spots. Like in part one, it was pretty much just the banners. Well, this year in part one, we got easy A's, right? I think they handled that a lot better. Um, and I feel like, I don't know, I really think the 8th anniversary could be over the 7th. I haven't, like, looked at the two of them and really side-by-side side compared them, but uh, maybe I'll do that later. Now, I feel like the worldwide celebration for Cooler might still be even above that. Just because I feel like there is just uh even more to do in that celebration. I feel like it was much more tight you know tightly fit together especially considering it was just a part one and part two i they're kind of technically was a part three i guess right if i'm not mistaken but it really felt more just put together rather than what we got for the anniversary um in terms of like comparing those three specifically as the best celebrations with i feel like a lot of people would say those three are the top three in the game but yeah it was pretty good overall i enjoyed it very good. Ningen, what did you think? I This is what brought you to JP, right? Like, you started playing in time for the anniversary, is that correct? Um, well, I started playing in time for the anniversary, but solely for content purposes. It yeah. wasn't because, obviously, I thought the anniversary was, like, super awesome or anything like that. Right. Um, I definitely disagree with quite a few things that Minato said. Um, I don't think you can compare this to the seventh anniversary at all. I think the seventh anniversary was clearly better. Um, I don't feel like there was always something to do during this anniversary, but I will say, I feel that that's the case with like every Dokon celebration. I feel there mm. the way they release content during celebrations is always bad. Like they bring out 10 things on the first day and then there's nothing else to do for like a week. And I know the reason for that is because obviously they, most people don't, you know, play it for like eight hours and do all the stuff in one day. <laughs> like it's kind of different for content creators. So um, if you take it like a little piece at a time, there is obviously stuff to do um, every day. But um, most of the way through the anniversary, I would say I was disappointed with the amount of content and the content that we got in general. Um, I said this before and I had a big debate with Truth and some other people jumped in. Um, like for me personally, I don't think like easy A's make a celebration good. Like they're obviously part of the entire recipe, but people act like I literally saw people saying that like the anniversary was mid. And then as soon as they announced that they're easy A'ing the five year easy A's, the same people are then like, oh, this is the best anniversary ever. And it's like, really like if you think of if you boil that down into its most basic like version of that argument that's like saying if a celebration was awful terrible boring had no content and then they release like the best easy a in the game then suddenly that makes that celebration good i don't i don't understand that line of thinking like personally like obviously it's good to get good easy a's and the easy a's are good but if you thought the anniversary was bad before the five-year EZAs got announced, and now all of a sudden you think it was good. Like, personally, I don't get that line of thinking. But um, I would say, overall, I was disappointed with the content in general, up until the last part, when they released that eighth anniversary anniversary battle thing. Um, I don't know if this is because my JP account is a bit weaker than my global account. I say a bit, it's considerably weaker. Like, I have some good units, but a lot of them are like 55%. 
Um, and so, you know, I, I actually took, it took me a few attempts to beat the fourth anniversary one within the four turns, like restriction, because so many of my units uh, don't have dupes or weren't fully link leveled. Um, and then it even took me, actually took me multiple attempts just to even beat the eighth anniversary one. Not, I, I, don't, I didn't do it within the turn limit, but just to actually beat it in mm -hmm. general, it took me multiple attempts. So I don't know if it's just because it's the flip side of not being a whale, but that was probably some of the most fun that I've had playing Dokon in the last couple of months was playing that anniversary battle event. And I don't know how much of it is because, because my box is weaker. It was actually more of a challenge, but I thought that event was really fun. So I think without that event coming out, this anniversary would have just been, I would almost say bad in terms of the overall like amount of content and stuff. But that event coming out at the end, I think definitely picked it up a little bit. Um, I definitely enjoyed that. So I think overall, the anniversary was good. Um, I think people, I think it's weird to rate anniversaries because when you look at the stuff side by side, even though there was different release timings, a lot of the amount of content is the same. Like in this celebration, we got easy A's in part one, which we didn't get last year, but then we didn't get any X part. So we still kind of got the same like amount of easy A's. Um, and obviously some of them were good, some of them not. To uh, add on to Minato's point about the Super Saiyan 4s, I think one of the reasons why people hyped them up so much when they got announced was A, the surprise of the fact mm -hmm. that after they'd done the three years, I don't think anyone expected they were going to do the four years as well, or at least realistically. I know some people obviously joked about it. I was like, they could do the four years as well because three plus four is seven. But I don't think many people realistically expected them to announce it, especially when we had no idea that an EX part was even going to be a thing. Um, but the other thing is also because it kind of saved, I guess is one word for it, the LR Super Saiyan 4's team, because I feel like up until that point, the two teams were really unbalanced because the gods team got God Goku's easy A, like straight away. Um, and the LR Super Saiyan 4's, they got Tech Gogeta's easy A and that was Me. good. But yeah, he's not like, you know, he wasn't like super crazy, the slot one unit they need. He, he wasn't their team's God was Goku. very basically. overrated. Yeah, he, he was not their team's God Goku. And then, of course, in the EX part, they announced the easy A's for the LR Super Saiyan 4s, who then, at that point, at that release time, it was like, oh, well, you definitely run them on the LR Super Saiyan 4s team then. Um, and it kind of elevated that team a little bit, like right at the end. Um, but yeah, I do think it was good overall in terms of just as any celebration in Dokon goes, the anniversary is always going to have a ton of extra stuff. Um, you know, all the things like the rainbow tickets, um, some of the things like the rewards for the events and stuff were pretty cool. The units were interesting. I know there seems to be quite a split between the part two units. Like I think most people experience this. I don't know if Minato, what your numbers are like specifically but like i pulled both the part two lrs and i did what i always do and put out like a 55 percent showcase for both of them and they did terribly like no one seems to care about the part two units like at oh. all especially especially gohan like <laughs> Funny enough, no yeah, one I, cares uh, about gohan which is <laughs> I was, crazy <laughs> i was talking with truth about it when they were coming out and it was like yeah no one gives a Thing about Gohan <laughs> at all. No one cares about Gohan at all. Um, but he's really Goku good. Actually, did very well. But it, it just kid Gohan LR people just don't care about. Like, mm. oh, it's kid Gohan. Who cares, right? Even though the concept is really cool, and it makes me very sad because I feel like both LRs. It's like 
sure, we can get something from any saga. We can get, like, you know, a new, like, you know, I don't know, times four cow can Goku come in my heart something again or something, right? Um, But it's like, this is something completely, like, I would say not original, obviously, because it's from, like, the openings, but, like, we don't get characters usually that are, like, oh, you know, from the opening or from the Dragon Ball ending or something, right? So, it's, like, seeing that is pretty cool to have represented rather, you know, what if it was just a support member or something, right? As like, okay, well, it's kind of boring. Um, So, it is a little disappointing to me because I think the actual idea and concept for it was really cool. Yeah. Um, In terms of the actual anniversary itself, I it just feel like, you say, like, the 7th anniversary felt, like, much better to you, but what was there that, like, really was too different? Like, you, we got the two red zones during the 7th anniversary, but then at the end of the day, during the 8th anniversary, we got the Shadow Dragon event and the 8th anniversary event, which is two high and difficult content events. Like, the really I mean, only thing different between the 7th and 8th anniversary is that, one, the uh, the 8th anniversary is in three parts instead of four parts, so the content is less spread out. And then on top of that, the 7th anniversary has the legendary Goku and Vegeta missions, which are cool, but um, we got both tournament. <laughs> Just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's another thing. Actually, that is a good point. Anyone who thinks like, the 8th anniversary was the best anniversary when it featured a world tournament, everyone's <laughs> least favorite game yeah. mode. The thing like, come is on. that they really did improve <laughs> in terms of world tournament because they made it so that the AI don't fight each other anymore. So it's much easier to get through that. They made world tournament easy ace. And again, you only have to grind through 30 mil. Well, it's a boring <laughs> mode. There still is a lot of good stuff in there, and they give you those ECAs essentially. You know, it is still it is still the like you know polishing a turd basically. It's still the AI improvement is great. But what what does the seventh anniversary have that make it like differentially better than the eighth anniversary? Like, it's basically it's one of those things. I think what I was. Yeah, what I was trying to allude to a little bit, I think it's quite hard to quantify because, like I said, if you line things up side by side, even though things might have released at different times, I think the actual, in terms of the amount of content, it probably isn't that different. Um, I'm not too sure how it like pans out, but very, very I think it comes down to... Uh, like I said, maybe it's just for me. I feel like it is personal for everyone, like how you choose to rate these kind of events. But um, I think a big part of it for me plays into what I was saying about the eighth anniversary event, at least for my JP account, like being challenging. Whereas even with my account as weak as it is, the Shadow Dragon event thing was a joke. And I, I beat Sin in like two attempts. Congrats. Um, so like, <laughs> I don't... Like, to me, that event was nothing. It wasn't in any way comparable. Like, holding it up as side-by-side as, like, this is one of the top anniversary events compared to the seven-year getting the red zone. Like, I don't think it compares at all. Um, I disagree. But I do like the eighth anniversary one. Um, I must have just got really lucky then. But again, most of my team is 55%. So, I mean, the thing about Sin's Shadowrun is he's basically just a harder Omega, just a much harder Omega Shinron fight, I feel, overall. Um, he has a type coverage. His normals hit. Um, from when I'm taking a look, you're 480k. That's and he does lower defense on a super attack. Right, he hits pretty hard. Um, I feel like uh, I don't know. Maybe I don't know, maybe like I say, maybe I did just get lucky, but it was I did not find it that difficult. And most of my team was power of wishes, which I believe he does extra damage to. 
And even then, it was not that difficult. One thing I wanted to pick up before we move on to, I guess, to like the next thing, I just want to, I just want to point out, I love the fact that Joe, in his opening description of the anniversary, said as one of the parts, we got some good easy A's, and then the next words out of his mouth were physical super Vegito. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, did I say? <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly, know. I still think that he's overhated. I think he's better than people. Well, so I mean, he probably is overhated, but he's also mid. So. The big, I mean, the big thing. Talk about him now, right? Right. I was gonna say the the big thing with him, and I want to chime in on the last part too, really quick. But the big thing with Super Vegito is he's at least gonna age well for tanking normals, and I think that's the big yes. thing you can you can get from him. But I do want to chime in, like as I have as a global player, I haven't experienced the eighth anniversary, so I can't speak on it as a whole. But I do want to speak on Ningen's point. You know, I would agree that easy A's alone won't necessarily make a, a, an event the best. But I, for me personally, the easy A's are probably my favorite part of an event. And they are a huge chunk of what makes an event valuable valuable to me, right? So like, for example, on Global right now, with the Bardock stuff, which we're going to talk about later, I'm actually more excited for the easy A's than maybe the actual banner units and things like that. Yes. Because uh, like Super yes. Saiyan 3 Bardock, that physical Super Saiyan 2 Bardock, like, I'm very excited for that. And in Bojack, I'm very excited for these units, right? Um, so for me, the year fives, uh, easy a I think that's a really big thing that does help the eighth anniversary be really good. And I, it's very exciting to me. And then on Global, we got Gohan and Cell easy. Like easy A's are just my favorite thing about Dokkan. Like totally, especially being a veteran player, you've got these units in your box that are collecting dust that are rainbowed. And now you have a God. And even if you summon for the a unit or not, you can still make really good use of this easy A's. So I do want to say that I really, really um, do like EZAs in general, but... I mean, the thing is, I don't disagree with that. I think the problem is, it's always a problem with Twitter where you can only put so many words into a tweet. Yeah. <laughs> what, what I was trying to explain, Good. I think I hopefully did a better job actually having time to explain it out loud but obviously EZAs are part of making a celebration good but it's not my right. whole point was just that like if you thought the celebration was terrible before yeah i don't see how a good EZA coming out makes the celebration itself suddenly good right and i agree but with yeah that. getting good azas is definitely a big factor and like you said a big reason is because you take units that you've maybe had for a while that you just almost can't use anymore and suddenly they're really, really good. So. Yeah, exactly. Especially when you get units like that physical Super Saiyan 2 Bardock. That's a support unit that fits on so many teams and helps so many units. Like, that's just awesome. Minato's favorite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Minato's favorite no. unit. Yeah. So on the topic of EZA, sure. Let's start with physical Vegito. So we've got physical Vegito, STR Boo. I think we may have talked about STR Kaioken Blue Goku last time. I don't remember. Um, but then, yeah, we got the year fives and we got Spirit Bomb Absorb Goku. So we'll just make this like, um, an EZA topic on the eighth year. So, um, Ningen, I'll start with you. If you talk about any of these EZAs you want to, uh, tell me your thoughts on them and, and, and what you think. Um, well, so I'll let Minato defend Physical Super Vegito. Um, I definitely agree that he's overhated, but I also don't think he's that good. Yeah. Um, but I didn't. I don't have him on my JP. Um, I also don't have Super Boo, so my experience of them is through watching these guys' like videos and stuff. Sure. Super Boo, obviously, can be very, very good. Uh, he still has the same sort of issue where, depending on which transformation you end up getting, it can kind of like make or break his performance. But obviously, once you get like Buhan out, he's really, really good. So that is very cool. Um, and then one thing I do want to say is the AGL, uh, the Spirit Bomb Absorbed Goku. I feel like he's a bit overhated as well. He's not super, super good, but I feel like 
as like a third slot floating unit, especially because he's an orb changer for the team. I feel like he's pretty solid. Uh, the fact that he's a seven out of seven link partner with the eighth anniversary, like the Super Saiyan 3 Goku and Super Saiyan 2 Vegeta. Uh, obviously, when the celebration first started and they were revealed and their category was revealed, he was kind of like the top pick for an easy A because he goes so well with them. So I think his easy A is better than some people make out but obviously he's he's not like crazy he's obviously not on the the five years level um and then blue kaioken goku i don't have him either so i've seen the crazy uh the meme the meme is back where it's like you build the universe seven team you use the crazy like nuke spirit bomb strategy and he can still absolutely devastate events which is kind of funny so um and then i know you didn't mention them specifically but the five year easy a's um yeah, they're insane. Um, on my JP account, I have Gogeta at 79% and I didn't have Vegito, so I picked him up with red coins. And even at 55%, like, they're both so good. Mm -hmm. um, just absolutely crazy. So, obviously, again, as a global player, super looking forward to uh, them at, uh, you know, rainbow level 10 links once we get their EZAs. But, yeah, overall, I think the EZAs were a mixed bag. Um because I have to think, even like if we got what was it six in total, um, yes. and like half of them people consider are like really good, and then the other three, it's kind of a bit up or down whether people think they were good or not. So I don't know if that's good overall in general, but the ones that are good are really good. So yeah, I'm just disappointed. I got to wait till darn near August to get those year fives. It's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be a wait, but yeah. we'll we'll get there. Um, so Minato, your thought on the ECAs? To me, that sounds pretty much exactly like how the seventh year ones, like bad ones are pretty bad, but the good ones are really good, right? Right. Or is it, honestly, easy A's in general. I suppose wrong. that, but, yeah, that is every easy A, right? It's, it's either terrible or really good, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's where exceptions, you know. But, yeah, there um, are some. But, but uh, again, I think physical supervision would be better than people give them credit for, but they could have made them like, they could have done something to give them some way to combat these super attacks. Even though it's his biggest weakness, and I understand they kind of want to keep the same ideology of what the unit was before their EZA, there should have been something that would allow him to, like, kind of foresee super attacks or something. Especially considering, you know, oh, at the time when he came out, I was like, oh, maybe Esther Super Vegeta was going to EZA give him the scouter, be really good linking partner. But no. So it's like, okay, why would you drop him just like that? Yeah. Esther Super Boo is really good. I do think the biggest flop that they did with them is not changing his transformation to turn four instead of turn five. I think that's such a massive difference. If it was turn four, you could always float him off, even if you get him turn one, and then he comes back as Buhan, and then you're cooking, right? But since it's turn five, you're stuck with two turns of Super Boo for the most part. And it's like he like Super Boo is like itself like solid. He's not like anything great. I wouldn't even say he's bad, but he's okay. Now, when he goes Buhan, he's just very, very busted. Uh, Bugo Tanks is okay, I guess. And then Boo Pickle is also very, very busted as well. But uh, Super Boo, I feel like, is not strong enough to warrant you having him for five turns, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, the part two units, I feel like, Luke how can. We know about Blue Calcan already. And Spirit Bomb absorbed Goku. I think it was a little underpowered defensively. Uh, that's really all I'll say there. Now, part three, I mean, again, 
I feel like everyone knows how good the Blue Fusions is. I don't really have to touch on them, but they're a top five units of the game. And they're very, very strong. They're very fun. And I'm no, I know you global players are very excited <laughs> waiting for these guys to actually you know, try them out stuff. Fortunately, going to be a few months from now. But when they do come, you guys will be very ecstatic, especially if like worldwide is like with fusions again, then Oof, we could really, yeah. you guys could really benefit from them being released right before the worldwide celebration. So that's pretty good. Um, Overall, the easy A's, I think, were handled well. I mean, we got three, I feel like, really good easy A units. Um, Super Boo is, like, right under that. He's, like, good, but I wouldn't say he's, like, you know, mega OP Pog, especially because we're going to get, like, the LR Kid Boo. Yeah, the, the fact other that two he doesn't have a crazy team is the main thing, right? Yeah, I'd say that is probably the main thing, even above, you know, five turns Super Boo. <laughs> um, when he gets his team, he'll be much more clicking. And honestly, I would say, like, he'd be better than Blue Gogeta once you get the team. But for now, since he doesn't really have that situation, probably Gogeta would be above him. I don't know. I think it's pretty even between the two. Um, the Blue Calcan is just absurd in the right situations. But again, he needs a better team. So, yeah. Uh, just which might be coming, might be coming. We'll we'll talk about no, that. But, uh, let's yeah. not even talk about might. It's going to happen this year. <laughs> well, yeah, for sure, for sure. But it could be happening very soon, as in like saying day potentially. But we'll we'll I get mean, there. We can just hop into that right now. I mean, there's not really much else. Well, did you guys want to talk right? about the carnival LRs? We didn't really talk much about. Oh them. yeah, I, I think mean, we should touch mm. on them. You did. I, I mean, they're like, yeah, we did. like they're good, right? The Goku and the uh, Gohan, but. I, I, honestly, I feel like Goku especially, like, Gohan's definitely flying under the radar. Gohan is very underrated. Uh, Goku especially, though, I feel like people kind of understand how good he is to an extent. But I feel like both of these Part 2 Carnival LRs are kind of underrated. Um, I feel like when people actually get them on Global and Charmander, they're going to be like, oh, they're not actually bad, right? right. <laughs> I feel like we're going to see tons of comments like that, right? Right. Mm. Right. I think people are just uh, scarred last year for <laughs> what happened with Goku and uh, Vegeta. Oh yeah, in Saint Saga. Yeah. Um, Ningen, did you pull for the Carnival LRs? Uh, yeah, I managed to. I got all four of the anniversary LRs. Nice. Uh, just one one copy of each. Okay. That's my that's my plan for my JP. Like I say, my JP account is pretty much just there to make content for yep. JP. So I will try and pull the unit, just get the one copy, and then save the rest of the stones for like up, you know upcoming banners or whatever and then when it comes to global that's when i'll like wail out for dupes and stuff so um but yeah i did manage to get all four of them i actually got insanely lucky on the part two lr banners i um pulled goku on the second rotation of the three plus one and then pulled gohan on the free multi of the first rotation so it took me 450 stones to get both of them okay that's pretty <laughs> good pretty good <laughs> Do you have any thoughts on the Carnival LRs? Do they seem pretty good to you or, or not really? Uh, they definitely seem good. Uh, the biggest problem that I have is, and, and this is going to, I've made a tweet about it the other day. It's kind of like, I feel the pain of being a newer player all over again, because um, both the part two LRs, they are really good, but some of their best setups and like their best teams, mm -hmm. I am missing multiple of the units for. Right. Um, 
Like, for example, on Global, I have the World Tournament, LR, Piccolo, Rainbow, Level 10 links. On my JP, I didn't have them at all. Oh. So I played the World Tournament a little bit. I managed to get one copy, but I didn't finish high enough to get all of the things to get the medals to EZA him. Yeah. So obviously, Gohan, I do have STR Piccolo, and they obviously work together really well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, experiencing them both at 55% on more watered-down versions of their team... Um, they're definitely good, but obviously it's hard to see their full potential. But having sure. seen like the rainbow showcases and stuff, they definitely are both very solid units. I think it's like everything, right? It's like the constant Gohan like con- controversy where people are just disappointed we didn't get Omega and Kid Buu. So some people are just not going to like them even if they were the two new best units in the game. But like Minato mentioned earlier, I do like the concept of like using the intros as like inspiration and stuff. And I think, especially for Gohan, I really like his super attack animations as well. So I think the part two Carnival LRs are very cool. For sure. One uh, other thing I want to note is that yeah. their banners are actually much better yes. than you would expect. Right? Yeah, they the still have the three crazy. plus one. And then um, on top of that, it's oh, yeah, there was some the 2022 yeah. LRs. Yeah, there was some good. Plus, I think Golden Frieza was on there. Zamasu, I think, was on there. There's some good yeah. stuff. Yeah. I got my two dupes for a Fusion Zamasu. They didn't have any dupes in them. And I got two dupes from this banner. I got another Golden Frieza dupe from those banners, right? I mean, yep. even, uh, isn't STR Piccolo one of the banners? Is it? I'm, I can't remember at the top of my head. Let me actually take a look here. Um, but yeah, yeah, as a newer player, like I pulled so many LRs that I didn't have by summoning on yeah. those Carnival kind of Goku so, and Metal yeah. Cooler returning. Is yeah, really yeah, yeah. I got. <laughs> I didn't have Carnival Goku before. Now I do. So the yeah, only those, issue those is uh, <laughs> the uh, the SSRs, the random SSRs aren't there. Like there's um yeah physical great ape kid goku there's in cabe <laughs> <laughs> hey there's just no, that's the thing funny but um, there's just the lrs are actually pretty nice there's just no comparison between like carnival lr banners and like right. yellow coin lr banners right because it's like yellow coin lr banners you want the one featured new lr Obviously, they changed the format, so there's other featured LRs now, but usually they're ones that are quite old and potentially don't even have easy A's. And then you have these carnival banners where, yeah, you've got, like, the return of Goku and Cooler units, like Golden Freezer, like, featured. Like, just from the with the Part 1 banner, well, huge, part, like. part 1 banner having STR Cooler, who I also didn't have on my JP at the start of the anniversary and pulled him off the banner, you can pretty much build, like you know part of the best build of a wicked bloodline team just from summoning on the two banners from <laughs> yeah, you can get the so. only good villain team in the game guys yeah basically <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sorry yeah. super 17's on its way don't worry right right uh, okay. let's hope <laughs> well, might as well talk about him now honestly I'm... yeah yeah so so we'll jump in there i'll just say really quick on the carnival banners that like I, you know, the Gohan and Goku, I think, look pretty good to me, but I personally don't see myself using them a bunch. But for me, what's more tempting about the banner is actually all these other LRs. So that's the thing with the Carnival banners. I'm almost more excited to go in and get dupes or get my first copies of some of these other yellow coin LRs that are just crazy, our old, older Carnival units. So I think it is a very tempting banner for people to summon on for sure. Um, but yeah, let's jump into the new content on JP. So we just got a Super 17 uh, Dokkan Fest. So uh, we'll start with Ningen because you are one of the bigger Super 17 yes. fanboys out there. Uh, how good yes. is this man? What do you think of this boy? Finally. Yes, finally. 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 Not only did we, we finally got my fusing 17 and Hellfire 17. Um, uh, so yeah, 
<sighs> where do I start? So I don't know where I don't know when this is going to go up. Um, I'm not sure if the card will be in game yet, but it's just the same old the rinse and repeat cycle. Unit gets its details released. Everybody, the community divides into two sides of the people <laughs> saying that the unit is super good, and then other people saying that the unit is super bad. Like. I know it doesn't take much effort to copy and paste two images together, but I'm even seeing people, people are going as far as like making like memes and stuff about how good or bad they are. They're not even in the game yet. Right. Like, it's actually crazy to me, but anyway, oh, actually, so the private super hyped, so, um, super hyped for super 17. Um, now, obviously he's one of my, it's kind of it started off as a meme he's not actually like my favorite character in dragon ball or anything but <laughs> he is a character that i do i think his design is sick obviously i'm a big fan of long hair as you may have guessed but super 17 i think he's cool um the unit itself i do think is good um i think he's being massively underrated the 17s version i think nobody disagrees that super 17 is actually crazy it's just the fact that he doesn't come out until term five at the earliest because he also has a HP restriction, which sucks. Yep. Um, it's kind of like Minato was saying with Super Boo. I feel like there's a couple of other units as well where the they have these turn five conditions that should just be turn four, and then the unit would be so much better. Um, but yeah, Super 17, when he comes out, is an absolute god. Um, but the 17s, I think they're better than some people are giving them credit for. Uh, they're not a slot one unit for sure. Um, but once they've gotten their attacks off, uh, which they can obviously do multiple of in one turn, uh, they build up a bunch of like defensive tech and everything. So I feel like they are better than people give them credit for. I think the art is awesome. I think most people kind of agree with that. I also love the fact that Super 17 is kind of posing, doing the hair flick in the background. And then when you actually exchange into Super 17, he's uh, T-posing for dominance, which is great. <laughs> he, uh, he finally, we finally have a Super 17 in the game that absorbs Key Blast super attacks. Although that has a HP restriction, which is kind of annoying. Um, yep. Although I don't actually know because I watched Truth Showcase and... Somebody said afterwards that one of the enemies, I think it's Nova, doesn't technically have a Key Blast Super. And I saw some people in the comments of the video where I did the breakdown uh, based on Goresh's translations. I've seen some people saying that he does negate Supers, but the HP restriction is for him healing from them. Oh, I don't that know would if be that is better. actually the case or not, but oh, that, so that would make him better. But that would make him a lot better. Not, though. So I, I guess I'll explain it. It is yeah. both the absorption and the heal, because right. at least in terms of the GP text, it's when HP is 70% or above, he then absorbs and heals. But with how the global version words it, which is how Garish translates it, because you know it's how we would understand it, especially since most of us read the global passives. That's how yeah. they word it. They put the HP restriction at the end, when it uh, should okay. be at the beginning, like the GP right, version, right. but global. So, gotcha. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it's one of those things. Extreme kind of in the mud in general, right? As we already mentioned, like the cooler team is like the only really relevant extreme team. Um, Androids like has had some buffs, but it's still not exactly like the craziest team in the world. Um, and then of course something that I th I feel like a lot of these points are you know just the general things that people have been saying about this guy, but. It does feel like he is designed for longer form content, mm -hmm. which we obviously don't really have a lot of at the moment. And I think you could kind of make the same argument for 
parts of the design for the Super Saiyan 3 Goku and Super Saiyan 2 Vegeta as well. So if we have some kind of like new longer form content, like, I don't know, the extreme legendary Goku event, <laughs> if something like that is around the corner, then obviously I think this guy will get more value. And I, if I had to choose between the two, I would rather have a unit that comes out and is kind of good now and then is really good as new content comes out than a unit that comes out now and is the best TUR and then the next new difficult content meta comes out and then they suck. So, but that's all hinging on if they are actually going to bring out this longer form content because we've been kind of waiting for something like that for a while. But overall, um, you know, I feel like whilst I'm not saying he's on the same level, I kind of feel the same way I thought about LR Super 17, where I'm happy there's a new one. I like aspects of his design, but in general, it just feels like he could have been better. There's a few like missteps with his design, but overall, I think the new one is pretty good. Um, and I guess we'll have to see. I think once people get, like with every release, once people get their hands on them, whether it's in the private server or whatever, and start taking them into all of the different events, and we start seeing more like screenshots and clips of them doing the different like bosses and everything, I think maybe opinions will change slightly, but it's hard to say. Um, so, I mean, I'm excited there's a new Super 17. Um, I do appreciate the fact that, like, so many people tagged me and everything as soon as all <laughs> the details came out. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, looks good. I'm going to summon for him on JP uh, and hopefully get one, and then we'll see how it goes. But I'm definitely happy that we got a new one. Uh, just hopefully he has his time to shine, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Minato, what are your thoughts on 17? I think it's good. I think he's underrated. Ningen talked about what I would really say, Phil. Sure. Um, I think that his leader skills is not as bad as people make it out to be. Joint forces is like people talk about look at specifically like Target Goku, but like joint mm -hmm. forces is not really a bad idea. And funny enough, I was lucky tweeting while Ningen was talking about it, but it's like, why like why can't you just run like Vegeta and Trunks slot one? Run them in slot two, right? Not really a good rotation. But you get all the Android links from slot three. But Gian Trunks' role is just to tank in slot one. And they don't really... They don't get defense from links, really. So their defense performance is not going to be that different. And then... That allows 17s to, like, kind of get all their links from, like, a floating Android support unit or something. And they'll start cooking, right? Like, there's ways you could work around it. And while that's not, like, obviously as good as if we had, like, a full, really, like, stronger slot one Android unit. There are, like, the team build isn't really, like, there's a lot of options that I feel like people aren't really thinking about overall. Like, yeah. we have Golden Freezes on the team. You could run Golden Freeza slot one then have the 17s, you know, cook with the Android float or something, right? Um, I feel like he's one of those units that you have to think about it when you use him, I feel like. And there we've he had units like this before. <laughs> yeah, we've had units like this before. And whilst I would say you could argue that that is better, people like units where you can just drop them into any team and they're super, super good. And then if there's a unit where you have to build the team around them a little bit or you have to make some, like interesting or different choices that you wouldn't normally make with other teams then some people will just automatically not like those units um it's like the whole meta we went through where like people just for some reason hated all units that weren't good in slot one for like a certain amount of time and it's like some units are just not good in slot one um so I, yeah i think like i 
like I understand why people love plot monies. I mean, I love slot monies too, right? Amazing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I you like need people them, act right? like but... it's a it's a deal breaker if they're not slot one, like for a very long yeah. time. And it's like, no, you know, there's some units that are still designated for slot one. Not every unit has to be slot one. We only really every team realistically only needs two slot one units, right? Yeah. So if you consider that, like for this team. We have LR Gun and Frieza. EGL Gun and Frieza. You could even run Vegeta Trunks that one. There's actually a lot more slot one units people are thinking of. Even AGL Super 17 in certain situations could yeah. work viably as a slot one unit, right? There are options, and I think that people aren't really... They're really thinking, oh, I have to run them on rotation with this Android unit. But think about how your rotations would work. Sure, it won't be as like freeform as like you're saying... Power beyond Super Saiyan team, where it's like, oh, in this situation, I could put this unit in, you know, slot one, you know, which is more flexible. But this team build would be different, where you have set rotations, right? I feel like mm-hmm. people are moving away from like wanting really specific set rotations, which I feel like I also kind of don't really get as much. Like, unless you're going into an event that like locks your characters or something. Like, it's not that big of a deal to want to have set rotations. But I feel like a lot of people are, like, souring upon that recently. I'm not sure why. Yeah. But that's been a thing. Yeah, and the thing with uh, 17's leader skill, Join Forces, this is a category that's constantly getting buffed. Like, think of all of the Goku, Vegeta, Join Forces units that have come out and that more that will come out in the future. So it's a category, I think, that is going to age well. So I think being Join Forces definitely isn't bad. And the one thing that I think most people would agree on with Super 17 is his animations are fire. Like, I thought those animations yes. were very good, um, very top tier. So just seeing those animations make me want to summon for him. Um, I would no, say, I, yeah, go ahead. I realized, I just realized something before someone calls me up. I realize now 17 does want an extreme class unit on rotation. So you can't run Vegeta and Trunks, but you can run Golden Freezes. Yep. Yep. And even having like Zero uh, and Nineteen floating around, absorbing and supporting, like they're you know they're decent enough too in the right event. You could just put them on rotation, let them absorb, or have them float, whatever. Uh, yeah. But they're Goku Black and Zamasu. Yeah, Goku yeah. Black and Zamasu in the early turns when they have their guard, and then when their guard runs out, that's when you exchange into Super Seventeen. That's the thing uh, with uh, joint forces. Options. Yeah, joint forces span super class, extreme class, all different types of ranges of categories. So it's a very flexible category. You can do a lot of fun things with it. And you could just build up your own, you know, a future saga rotation or whatever. And then you could have your androids on the other side. So, yeah, I think it's a very flexible, uh, fun team that you could do a lot of things with. So I don't think it's bad at all. I think the shortcomings were kind of listed. I think the big thing is that he needs to be in a long event because waiting till turn five. And then the big thing is then even when you're in Super 17, getting hit 10 times. And that's after turn five. Like, how many events are you realistically going to be able to do that? Um, That's, I think, his biggest downfall. I wish they had made it turn four and then maybe only get hit five times then we're then we're really talking right but um like ningen said if there is something on the horizon he could be a great spot in really long form content so um i i think it's fun plus it's he's a unit that doesn't get a lot of love either so just the fact that it's a more unique dokkan fest i'm i'm happy for it go ahead well plus uh, one of the things i was gonna say as well is again i know like most of the time when we rate units we're talking about like rainbow link level 10 like if we're doing like tier lists and stuff like that but one thing that i think um 
going back to what I mentioned very briefly about like for the eighth anniversary battle, um, cause this guy wants to be fighting against super type enemies as well. Yep. Um, now with my team, not having a super powerful box on JP, it took me a lot of turns to beat that stage yes. eight of the yep. eighth anniversary battle. So if you pull super 17 and you have him and his team and they're not like all rainbow link level 10, like you're probably going to go well over 10 turns in that event. So, and the other thing as well is when you exchange into Super 17, he does need to get hit a lot to be fully built up. But somebody posted the calculations for it the other day. Like if he get, once he's been hit four times, he survives every super attack in the game. So it's not like he needs to get hit 10 times to be good. Obviously he's better when he's fully yep. maxed out, but as soon as he gets hit a couple of times, he's already like super good. So right. I guess and we'll I, just have to see what comes out. I think this is nice, too, for you, like, kind of starting a newish JP account to have that perspective, because we're always looking through the lens of, like, a veteran player, rainbow units, big box, right? And we have to keep in mind that for other player bases, like, even red zone stages could go 10, 11, 12, you know, turns because they don't have these godly units or they're not maxed out. So, yeah, you definitely could take this more turtle approach and go slower with a team build, especially if you're running, like, agl golden freezer like the tur one just to sit there and block and slot one he doesn't hit very hard at all the event could take a lot longer so yeah that's definitely approach and that is a good point um anything else on super 17 that you guys want to add in i feel like it does suck like i'm really looking at it the extreme class restriction he has yeah if you're able to transform with them like, you know, Ningen said, like, you know, some of those events at the 7th anniversary. I feel like they're kind of low-key designed for that anniversary event, right? Especially the last two stages. The 7th and 8th anniversary stages are hard. I actually found the 7th anniversary stage harder, <laughs> funny enough. But yeah. um, those two stages could be difficult. And it's like their Goku's in there. So I kind of feel like you're kind of designed to run those units in the event. Maybe we'll get a new, like, legendary you know, Goku event soon for Saint Day or something. Who knows, right? <laughs> but the thing is, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I lost my train of thought. Actually, never mind. I'm a liar. Uh, <laughs> dang it! No, yeah, because if you could fuse into seventeen, you doesn't have that extreme class restriction anymore. So, like, imagine you have a team build where you're running the GT Goku and Vegeta. You stand by into the Super Saiyan Vegeta. Then you're giving the eighty percent support to like Super Seventeen. And then not only do you have a revive, 17 of you like invincible in slot one. Yeah. And like the damage you could do in that rotation is pretty good. And I feel like that's something people don't really talk about 17. Like Super 17 is pretty insane. He does really good damage considering this yeah. guaranteed double supers in slot one, basically. Uh, like he can cook for sure. Um, but I one thing I feel like the final thing I want to say I don't like in terms of like, you know, trying to build rotations for that team is that. 17 before they fuse a slot two then they become slot one and i feel like they should have not done that I, honestly what they should have done is given them guard or something you know like what if they're like slot one they guard like that would be really really cool yeah uh, that's that's my only thing i feel like i like units that you know they they don't have to have the same role pre and post easy uh not easy pre and post transformers necessarily but they should have, like, where you want to have them in the same slot, essentially, uh, in terms of, like, rotations. But who? Yeah. I don't know. Or For at sure. least, if that if this was the case, let them transform earlier so that it's, like, okay, more consistent rather than turn five under 70% HP. Right. Right. 
All right, well, let's move on to our next topic here. So we've got a couple of free-to-play EZAs, and normally free-to-play EZAs aren't a big topic, but there's some speculation because these guys on paper don't necessarily make a lot of sense for like this GT Dokkan Fest unit, right? So we've got EZAs announced for Casserole and the Pride Troopers, and then go, go, go 10 Trunks and Marin. Now we could look at it and say, is it simply they are joint forces units and that's the connection? Or is there a little bit more there? Some people are thinking maybe this means tournament of power. And does this give us any clue to what the main EZA is going to be? Because I've heard Android 13 thrown out. I've heard uh, MVP 17 thrown out. So uh, we'll start with uh, Ningen on this one. What do you think? Uh, is there any meaning to these EZAs? Do you think we, are we looking too, too hard and trying to reach for something that maybe isn't there? I mean, sometimes Dokon does do things that seem to make absolutely no sense. But I mean, in this instance, I definitely would count myself among the people of wondering what the hell they're doing releasing <laughs> these units. Because like, like you said, even if you try and use like joined forces as the bare minimum try yeah. and way to link them to the 17s, as we've already said, you don't want to run superclass units with them. Right. So it's just, I don't, yeah, I, I don't get it. And the thing is, I know we're going to talk about that a little bit as its own topic, but like, as far as I'm concerned, they've already heavily hinted that Saiyan Day is Battle of Gods and not Tournament of Power. So I, I just have no idea what they're doing with these. Um, and, well, the, and the thing is, they're not heavily hinted, but it's pretty. I would there's, say there's some it things is. there. I mean, I would say it is. I feel like they're, well, again, I guess why I, we'll talk about that when we get onto the topic, but. Um, yeah, I don't get it. And the thing is, neither of them really seem that good either. Um, I, yeah, I just don't know. Like, where do you even use uh, them? Even, like, yeah. yeah <laughs> I, I feel like the casserole could be interesting, but he needs that team. He wants and to be gonna, U11, yeah. We're that's... gonna we're, we're gonna get that team probably again this year. Um, or else there'd be no reason to like easy him. But who knows? They've easy characters before and kind of is like, okay, well, are they gonna be able to team up? No. <laughs> right but i think once we saw the just from the secondary thing you said about the hinting towards what the main eza for the celebration will be um i think once we saw both the 17s leader skill and then the fact that they want to be run with extreme units i feel like android 13 has got to be the like the top pick right um yeah. and then obviously the secondary potential i would like to see an eza for the physical lr um 17 and 18 that exchange into 16 Ooh, that would be a really good one because they, they have a dodge chance what if they get like a higher yeah. great chance to dodge yeah and then you go into something that's yeah, an easy exactly. like, and they're a support to. unit i mean the thing is when agl cell came out i did like a you know look back at them kind of showcase because by that point they they'd aged not very well particularly um the 17 and 18 form it, they completely rely on the dodge now if you're trying to use them now they kind of suck but the 16 exchange he's still kind of good like kind of yeah. tanky um so if they get an easy a i feel like that card could be really good um so imagine if the celebration gives us the easy a's for them and android 13 that's a huge like yep. buff to where that Super 17 team is actually going to be looking. So um, I'm definitely interested to see that because it'd be interesting to see what they do. The biggest thing, if they EZA Android 13, because he's one of those classic example units of a unit that I think most people would have much preferred it if his transformation was an active skill. So if you really wanted to, you could keep him untransformed and just use him as a support unit. 
Um, so, but because he's not an active skill transformation, that means his transformation condition can change with his easy A. So I actually would be very excited to see what he's going to look like um, once he gets it. So I feel like he's the top contender for this celebration because he just goes so well with... Yep. Uh, Android 13 has always been Super 17's best link partner. So yeah, that's, I, feel like, I feel like they have to do that. Right. On, surely. <laughs> right. And I'm glad that you mentioned the physical uh, Android trio because yeah, they're target Goku and join forces. So they hit both of the, the leader skills there. But I, this reminds me of a really important question I wanted to ask on the podcast because I wasn't sure how this would work. But so this is a 17 and 18 and then backslash Android 16. It's an exchange unit, right? Does having this unit on the team, is that considered having Android 16 on the team for AGL Gohan? How does that work? Uh, I think that? so. What's that? What was the question again? So my question is, is so uh, AGL LR Gohan, right? To get his fast transformation just requires an Android 16 on the team, not on rotation, just on the team. Yeah. Does having the physical LR trio, 17 and 18, exchange to 16, is that considered having Android 16 on the team for that condition? Let me take a look at the wording. I believe so. It's the word. Yeah, the wording of Gohan's passive is what's going to be important. Because my, my thought is... name includes Android 16, I'm then yes. I'm pretty sure it is. Let me check. If it, just says, if it just says Android 16... Then it doesn't it word. Work. But it is, if it says name Yeah, includes. no, it is actually just Android 16. So, oh. So, um, in theory. So I even, believe... Well, funny enough, um, if you exchange into them... It, it would then work, yes. It would work because it's just yes. Android 16. Yeah. Yes, yeah, okay. Exactly. So then that would also mean the 1618 Joint Forces card would not work for Gohan then, right? No. Yeah, okay. Okay. 16. Well, I just I just had to clarify that because I, and, and you're right, that's a good point because it'll always say name includes 16 or if it just says 16 because it's very, because I also learned that about um, AGL Gohan when he transforms because he requires a Super Saiyan Goku, but it's not a unit whose name includes Super Saiyan Goku. It specifically has to be Super Saiyan Goku. So I was running him with the Tech LR Super Saiyan Goku and Gohan from Cell Saga, and he did not get the 59% boost on attack from that. So I learned that one the hard way. <laughs> so anyway, It's just very convenient for him that his best link partner are the two Carnival LR I Super know, Saiyan Goku. I know, and it works out. But I, I'm still a fan yeah. of that Tech one, so I was running them a little bit because I kind of like floating the STR one as a supporter. And then running yeah. that tech one on rotation. But yeah, now that just confirmed for me that I just always want to run the carnival ones with them. But anyways, <laughs> I'm bird walking a little bit. We'll get back on track here. So uh, Minato, I, I, we want to get your take on these EZAs and, and maybe you've shared what you want to do. And if you agree with Ningen on what you think the big EZA is going to be here. I think that, well, I, I've heard, are we going to talk about Gohan Cell? Because I guess... We will, we will in a minute. Yeah, okay. we will go. We will go for this celebration, I mean, ideally we get 13. Ideally, we get a Dragon Ball story revamp for the uh, 17 Saga story event. And what I really want to see is the EZAs for, well, I guess Awakening and EZAs for the Hellfighter 17. That's free to play. Yeah. I would like to see the Cell and Frieza also get that because I believe they're on Target Goku, if I'm not mistaken. I think they are, actually, yeah. I'm pretty sure they're on Target Goku and they're support units. That Frieza yep. could be interesting. He has damage reduction. Imagine he gets like 50, like 60% damage reduction. And then he has like a defense raise or defense stacking. Um, yeah, they are on target Goku. So yep. uh, that is pretty good, right? Cell could be interesting as a floater, right? Like they're, they're, that event right there would be so good for 17. 
But as of what we know now, they're during turn on power. <laughs> so it's kind of like strange, right? Yep. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully, I... um, in the data download where we get that EZA, whether it's 13 or maybe maybe they just are going to be like, hey, yeah, we're going to numero tournament of power. Um, screw Super 17. And <laughs> yeah, that would be so weird. <laughs> that would be so bad. <laughs> it would be awful. It's just another example of they don't care about villains, right? Mm. Right. I can go yeah. on a whole rant. Just yes, say, I know, right? It's oh, like, hey, here you go. Here's a new villain, Dokon Fest. And then the whole of the rest of the yeah. celebration oh. is super type tournament of power. It's like, <laughs> I made a whole, <laughs> I made a whole Twitter post about this. I made a mm. whole video about it. It just don't, they don't care about villains. Do like, this is the first premium villain release since Metal Cooler back was, in September. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it, crazy. It's like, uh, how bad would it be if the, it's like they're easy and casserole because they're planning for the EZA to be like STR Jiren or something? It's like, yeah, that's, makes that's, no that's, sense. That's, yeah, imagine STR Jiren easy. Like, that'd be so terrible. Like, yeah. <laughs> honestly, arguably, Arguably, right? What if I said Deerance should be on target Goku because of the scene where Belmont's like, now go fight that Goku guy, right? Right. Deerance goes to fight him specifically. Uh, I, I don't know. I, honestly, you could argue <laughs> the Gamma should also be on target Goku. But hey, no, you, you know, can't. We talked yes, about can. this. No, 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 no. Remember when Carmine went uh, and, and clicked on the little button? It showed Boo, Vegeta, Goku there. Goku was one of their targets. You know what? Even though they didn't fight Goku was, in that movie, he was one Goku of them. Was one of their this targets. Is this is why does it I mean already, specifically it's that it does. only target that it is does. not their target it does mean that though because that's nope, the nope. only characters that are on it no here's no, the no, thing no, no. They're, they're target that's capsule not corporation not target guess Goku. what they're target what? capsule baby. Corporation. that is true actually guess yeah that is true guess what baby wanted to get revenge on all the saints not just goku but he's on target Goku. everything about that yeah you know, uh yeah, well, yeah, but once, once he lose, encounters continuing them, he is specifically on, his target. We're going yeah. to go ahead and talk mm. about... I'm just kidding. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, well. once once he specifically encounters Goku, then he is his specific target. Because yep. we talked about... I know categories in Dokkan don't make a lot of sense, and we could spend a whole episode talking about characters that should be on certain categories that aren't, and vice versa. But... Um, it's like people saying that, like, Z back in the day, people were saying, like, Zamasu should be on target Goku when... Like, targeting Goku specifically wasn't a part of his plan. He just took his body because he was the strongest mortal that he'd encountered. Right. Yeah, but he it, wasn't really... This category like, is very weird. He wasn't, like, um, planning specifically to, like, target Goku. But, like, they were... It's with the Red Ribbon Army! <laughs> well, no, because that's why I said to you, the exact way I worded my reply to you on Twitter is the category is not called Target Goku and a bunch of other people. It's called Target Goku. You know, we're not and actually, we're not Joe gonna... worded it perfectly. <laughs> Their category would be Target Capsule Form. That's right. So. You know what? We're not going to... We're going to move on. I know I'm correct. <laughs> we'll uh, do... That's all I'm saying. We can record a separate Target Goku podcast after this if you guys want to do <laughs> The Target Goku <laughs> the podcast. The Target Goku podcast. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll just rationalize how every unit can be on target goku like oh uh youth chi chi my favorite goku. one actually you she know wants what the Miriam, target Hang goku. On. <laughs> i have to give i have to give a shout I mean, yeah, out to why my, is that uh... why is that world tournament chi chi a not on target uh, that's what i was saying she wants the honestly he's that, a target. that is I mean... kind of true <laughs> she literally yeah, went to I... the 23rd world tournament for goku yeah, I, I have to give a shout out to one of my irl friends the only irl friend that i have that plays dokon uh, my boy Jake, whenever we talk about categories, the one that he always brings up, it just it sticks in his craw for some reason. The fact that Mecha Freezer and King Cold 
who came to Earth on a spaceship, which is in the background of their card art, are not on space traveling warriors. Yeah, so, there's there's a there lot of mistakes go. in categories. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to the actual podcast. Um, so we're going to move on the global stuff. But do you guys have anything else you want to talk about on JP that I missed? Um, no, I think we're good. I don't think okay. so. Okay. I mean, like the side banner unit, Jero and Mew, they seem okay. Weird that they're not on 17's 200% leader skill. Yeah. They also went unnecessarily hard on their super attack animations. Sure. Really, really good. Yep. But yeah, they seem interesting enough. So. Okay. Sounds good. We'll move on. I mean, there's like other, like the free to play EZAs, but they're maybe not worth talking about right now. So we'll just jump into global. We have been going for a little bit here, but um, I know we started talking about Gohan and sell EZAs. So let's talk about them. I know they've been on JP for a bit, but they've come to global. We've been able to use them. Um, so I'll actually start and go first because I've used them quite a bit. I've actually done some extensive runs with um, Gohan and sell in red zone, and they both perform very well. Um, I think I would agree, like most people, Gohan is way better than Cell Untransformed, but I would say post-transformation, they're actually close. They're both putting up like 23 mil attack stats and just dominating fights. Um, they're crazy. What I like about both of them too is both of their leader skills are actually pretty decent as 180 leader skills, and they both fit on each other's teams. Um, so I have actually been liking running Gohan as a Kamehameha lead. And then I actually yep. float an int cell and use cell as the trigger to get his transformation. Cause I think int cell is actually pretty valuable as a floater because I think of him as a floating. If I go below 40%, I can get a heal. And then a slot three floater that he transforms and can still put up like 20 mil attack sets. And the thing with cell, you know, you think you got to put him with other androids, but he shares what fierce battle, legendary power, and Kamehameha with a lot of these units on like the Kamehameha team. Those are three powerful links that you can still get with Cell. So I've actually really been enjoying him as, as a floater. And then I just do my two Gohan rotations with the Carnival Goku. And that team performs excellent. And I've pretty much stomped every red zone with it. So I think they're both fantastic units. And I think if you are running an actual Android team with Cell, I think Cell untransformed is actually a little underrated. I actually think it's not bad. Um, he can put yeah. up a decent defense stat. He can put up like 11 mils like turn one. Um, I, I don't think he's bad at all. I do think... The big thing that he suffers from on an Android team is you want to link him with the physical EZA cell, but he's already aged out. Like his, he was taking like three, 400k normals in some of these red zones. It just, he needs a better linking partner and AGL cells great, but he takes too long to transform. Um, I'm usually finishing these red zones sometimes before I even see the final cell um, on AGL cell, but overall, I'm very excited to have them. They've been great units. I've loved them. Um, Ningen as the other global main, I'll go to you next. Uh, what do you think of these units now that you've used them full level 10 links rainbowed? Um, so I think they are both very, very good. Uh, I agree with a lot of the things he said. I think Cell is underrated. Uh, obviously, pre-transformed, he's nowhere near as good uh, right. as he is post-transformed. But I feel like his pre-transformation form gets underrated a little bit. I think the biggest problem with it is that he doesn't raise defense on his 18 key super. Yep. And he has a chance to additional in his passive. But if you don't get it then obviously he doesn't get any extra defense for the entire turn. And right. his defense can be okay, but when we're talking about like later red zones, I think the problem with Cell is you do really want him to transform before you get to the end, especially if you are running him as a main rotation unit. Um, but if you don't actually get him to transform, then he can be in danger from some of those later bosses. 
Um, I think Minayo, you've said the same thing before. Like, it's good that they changed his transformation condition from 30% to 40. But I think if they changed it to 50, it, it would be almost like a completely different yes, story. Like, exactly it'd be so right. much easier to get to that, especially because the Android team has a lot of healing in it as well. Um, so I feel like the only time you really get his transformation is if on the previous turn, you like almost got killed, yep. um, which does happen, obviously. And then when it comes to Gohan, um, Gohan is really, really good. The one thing I will say, um, I, I saw people when his EZA dropped on JP, um, people saying like, oh, you know, he's a God. Is he like the new best unit in the game? Um, he still gets clapped if he doesn't have his guard and when he transforms. So he still, I, I, which is good. Like he's a balanced unit, even though he's incredibly powerful at his peaks. Because that's one thing I have noticed. Like if you're going into these harder red zones, um, if you drop below the HP restriction for him to have his guard, and it's only his first couple of appearances, he can still take a lot of damage. Oh yeah, early game um, he can get hit hard. And then yeah, once you transform him as well, especially pre um super attack or even post in the harder events um you know like for example i was doing the gamma one and two red zone um and you know transform him into super saiyan 2 gohan get tons of orbs he does a ridiculously high attack stat potentially even like you know two additional supers kills off one of like kills off gamma one and then gamma two super attacks him and just kills him so he, but I'm not, I'm not saying this in a way to be like, to try and like deride him at all, but like, he's certainly not, I saw a lot of people acting like he was, you know, the God of Dokon reborn after his easy A, but I do think he is very, very good. I've been very much enjoying using him. Um, I think like Joe said, I think nowadays a lot of people, they just want to use 200% leader skills or nothing else, but Gohan's 180 for Kamehameha, that is a ridiculously very good team. Good. Yeah, uh, it's very very strong because you got to think about it. Like if you're running, let's say you wanted to run a Goku family, sort of like you know a bunch of Super Saiyans with Kamehameha, and you run like the STR Goku and Gohan, for example. Um, their two hundred percent only covers a few units that you would want to run on that team, and then the rest of them are getting a one seventy. So if you run Gohan instead, everyone's getting one eighty. So those other couple of units make up that little bit of extra um, stats, which I think some of them do need. Um, cause that's the thing, Goku and Gohan, they have a really great combination of two 170 categories, but then the extra 30% doesn't really cover a lot of the units that you want to run on their team. It does cover Gohan, which is yep. good, but, um, but yeah, essentially it's good to have them on global. They are very, very good. Um, that'll go down in history. I'm sure as yet another one of these big, like fumbles that everybody talks about for ages about why Dokon didn't release them at the same time, even though they made it yeah. definitely made it look like that was potentially going to happen. And the worst part about it is I don't understand why they did that. Like if you think about when they came out on JP, which was, it was just before the new year, wasn't it? It was still in December. Um, to when they came out now on global, nothing in the meta has changed at all on global. So there was no difference if they released them in December to releasing them now. So I don't, I really don't understand why they did that, but it's good to have them. Um, I know a lot of people really love that AGL Gohan unit. Here's a lot of people I know is like favorite unit for a long time. So him being back and actually usable again, um, and being very good at his peak, yep. I think is definitely very, very cool. Yeah, one thing I like about his design is obviously since you're below 59% when you transform, 
if the RNG is good and you've got a big pot of AGL orbs, he typically will full mm. heal you, which he yes. heals like, cause he's 500 plus K defense start to turn. So I very often full healed with this guy and the way his kit is designed is he gets an additional, if he's below 58% at start of turn, but then he gets a guaranteed additional, uh, when supering, if you're above 59. So if you get that, yeah. you heal up. He can quad super, and I did the it's god. Easy I did that. a god turn with him where I did basically like an eighty mil attack stat because he did like a twenty three <laughs> yep. followed by a seventeen followed by an eighteen mil followed by nineteen. I mean, it was darn near. It was insane, like the amount of damage he did on that turn, and it was like I'm pretty sure it was red zone omega, and he just one shot him like just ridiculous, um, insanity. So yeah, uh, very very cool unit. Um, Minato, I know you've had a little bit more time with them. Do you want to chime in on Gohan and Cell here? Um, I agree with thinking on Cell. I do want to point one thing out about Gohan specifically. Yep. I feel like I have to keep in mind at this point, you know, you, or at least, you know, in general, we have a lot more top, top tier units, right? Compared to when Gohan first came out, it was really like at the time where it was Orange, Piccolo, Vegeta, and Trunks, yep. you know, uh, Cooler. And Super Saiyan 2 Gohan at that time was just absurd, like, better. I mean, I, I feel like you would agree Super Saiyan 2 Gohan is better than, like, Vegeta and Trunks specifically, yep. or specifically Gohan. But at this point, you guys in Global got this unit finally. But then there's the Gigi duo, the Spirit Bomb right. duo. We even have these new Carnival Goku, right? Goku and Gohan really, really good still. We, on top of that, have, you know, the five-year fusions EZAs. So, if you take a look at the time Gohan came out in JP, you can kind of see why, you know, people are like, he's a god, amazing, kind of built different. Whilst if you take a look at what it is now with Global and what we know with the 8th anniversary, I feel like the impact is not nearly as high I as think it would have been if they released at the same time. I think it's more so the surprise, because like I say, the meta hasn't changed on global. Like we know that the eighth year units exist, but um, it's just the fact that like, I think people didn't, I feel like some people might watch this back and think that, you know, when I was talking about the flaws for Gohan, that I'm trying to say that he's not great, which is not what I'm trying to say at all. But the no, way I, I... people went on about him on JP, the first time I had him on rotation, even on his like third or fourth appearance, but his guard wasn't active. He took oh, yeah, a lot more damage than I was expecting Oof. him to take based on how much everyone had gone on about him being like, oh my God, he's number one in the game again. And I was think, like, oh, but he's taking this much damage from normals after getting like, you know, nine super attacks where he stacks his defense. So he really needs that guard uh, before he transforms. Yeah, like but, that that's one thing. Um, I think people don't really mention. I feel like the HP restriction for the guard 58% is a little high. You can definitely if you get caught early on, especially mm -hmm. with Gohan without his guard, he gets obliterated. Um, but I mean that. I will say though, this one interaction unit, that I do right? really, really like is the, um, especially if you are running like the double Gohan lead, so you have one on both rotations. If you're running tech Carnival Goku um, and you have AGL Gohan on the next rotation, if you get Carnival Goku's revive, then you obviously revive with 59% HP. So Gohan has his guard, which I think is a nice little... Uh, it's a cool little interaction because it would be super annoying if you revived with Goku, went into the next turn, and then Gohan didn't have his guard up. So I do like the way that they uh, interact together. Considering they're two units that you want to run together, I do think that interaction between them is very good. Now, there's one thing I do want to point out. A lot of people don't like that I say this, but I recommend Gohan with full additionals than Dodge. 
I mean, I can see it. Like, I like I, I saw people saying that he should be like full. Was he? Well, no, he's not a character that people were saying full dodge. Was it? People, people were saying, saying like full, full crit. crit. Yeah. Yeah. And no, like, I I built mine full edition. He's an infinite stacking unit. Yeah. Full edition. Full edition. When he like, transforms, you have to keep in mind when he transforms, you're under the HP threshold for him to get his fifty percent chance to crit. Yeah. So it's like okay, uh, when he transforms, he basically can kill everything in the game, right? So it's like, uh, you don't really need the crit in that situation because he's gonna have the whole, you know, such enemy. Plus, I think it depends because, right? like, the way I look at it as well, like, if a unit is a stacker, I want them to super attack as many times as possible so they can get as many stacks. And sometimes you get into a situation where their super attack won't quite kill the enemy, but then they get an additional super. And then you finish off that enemy, move into the next phase, and you got an extra stack, which is the best case scenario. Whereas if yeah. they crit on that first crit, super and killed the enemy, stack. then you don't get the extra stack. So, yeah, yeah for infinite stacking good. units, I feel like full additional is always the way to go. Unless they're obviously like, you know, a weaker unit or a support unit or something that just happens to stack defense. But yeah, for Gohan, um, additional all the way, for sure. Yeah, I love this show, Snow Crit. Yeah, you know, whatever I said, screw crit. I'm building <laughs> LR cooler with dodge. It's, it's so I funny will. how in like old school Dokkan, like everything was crit and now it's completely shifted to dodge and additional. So that's well, just some people I think just so many units have built in additional as well. I'm sorry, yeah. built in crits. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean additionals to too, right? I mean or... all the good units have yeah. everything. <laughs> right. Or if I think a unit that's has thing, super like... effective, I don't give them any crit because super effective is good enough. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it's if you get both, then obviously they still will do more damage. But yeah, if a unit is already effective against all types, then they don't necessarily need to crit. And another thing that we're seeing quite a lot now as well, which I think is great. I, I love it when active skill units have that. But a lot of units now have the thing for their active skill where when you use it, yep. not only is it a guaranteed crit, but then they guaranteed crit for the rest of the turn as well. Yeah. And so in situations like that, it means that like every single point of crit in that unit's hidden potential is essentially worthless for that yeah. turn so well um, this is a this is a good lead-in because speaking of guaranteed crit and super effective against all types we got tech bardock on global so uh Ningen, yeah we do ningen you brought out your lucky headband do you want to tell us how your summons I went did. And, and your I experience did. with I this man the, uh... tell us about him <laughs> That's right. We busted out the red bandana to uh, bring the luck. Um, so obviously, as most people know, I'm a huge Bardock fan. Like, you know, the whole theme of my channel is around the Marseillean, or at least was originally. Wait, the Marseillean um, is I... Bardock? Spoilers, Ningen. Come on now. Oh, wait, no, wait, no, no, no. Because Marseillean says he's not Bardock. That's so right. He says he's not. He's got to be somebody um, else. But yeah, um, I literally have a Bardock tattoo. I'm a huge fan of Bardock. So this is one of those banners where I would have been really disappointed if I got shafted. <laughs> but fortunately, I was repaid for my loyalty and um, I did incredibly well. Um, obviously, Global got the ticket pack. Um, it was the good one. I think I prefer that one where it's like the 20 unit multi with a guaranteed featured. Yep. Um, and literally that was the first summon I did of my like session and I got the Goku Black Rift. So great way to start off. Um, and then, yeah, by the time I'd done my summons, like on the stream, I think I'd done like 700 stones and I pulled three copies of him in total, including the one from the ticket pack. Um, and then I have a habit of doing this lately where I'll stream summons. And then once I'm done and I'm awakening units and stuff like that, a lot of the time these banners seem to drop on the days where I've worked a night shift previously. So yep. I do my summon stream, get the unit awakened, record 55% showcase and then go to bed. 
And like, as I was getting ready to go for the bed, I was like, you know what? I've got like 63 stones or whatever. Cause I just did the battlefield reset. I'll do one more multi. Yeah. Um, and got a uh, Wii's animation. So in 750 stones, I got him to 90%. That's really um, good. And then, yeah, literally the other night again on Twitter, I was like, I was testing out, I can't remember what I was trying to do, but I was using the Int Tora on the team. Um, and he got me killed. <laughs> minus, 50, minus 55%. Yeah, because he sucks. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's okay in certain situations, but he's, he's quite bad. But yeah, he's okay 50, in certain 50, situations. At 55 advantage against Dokkan events. <laughs> no. So at 55%, Mid. he certainly is not very good. So yeah, I, I got mean. killed in an event and I looked at my stones. I was like, oh, I've got 100 stones. What I'll do is I'll do one more multi. <laughs> I know people have been, people are like clowning on me for this as well, right? Like people will always say, oh, one more multi and then they do like 10. Yeah. I do try and plan my finances out. So in this specific situation, it was legitimately one multi and then I'm saving the rest for saying day. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to do one multi and I'm just going to pray that I get a Torah dupe because Torah is just letting me down horrendously. Yeah. And um, yeah, I did my one more multi and got a uh, Whis animation. So in total, I got Bardock rainbowed in a thousand stones on the banner, which That's I think good. is probably a record for me. Um because I never normally summon to rainbow units on the first banner anyway. Right. Um, and legitimately, I only did another multi because I was trying to get a copy of Tora. And uh, ended up pulling another copy of Bardock. So yeah, I have Bardock rainbow. He's full level 10 links. Um, I think he's awesome. Um, I think he gets massively underrated. Um, yeah, I just think he's really, really good. Like the way you can build his team, he has every Goku on his 200% leader skill um so you can run a bunch of these units like you've got carnival goku depending on the boss of the event god uh you've got the new str carnival goku with the support i really like the interaction with them because bardock shows you the super attacks for the first five turns so then you can strategically play where you want to put str carnival goku get him to get all of his hits early on because while he's getting his build up you can use bardock's ability to make sure he's not eating a super straight away right and then as Bardock's scouter effect runs out, you've then fully built up STR Carnival Goku, so now he has a scouter effect. So the, them two together, I think, works really, really well. Um, yeah, overall, I just think he's really good. He's not crazy. He's not, like, the best TUR or anything like that. Um, but in the right circumstances, like, with realistic units, not trying to, like, you know, overpower him by using crazy support units you'd never actually run in difficult events. Um, like, obviously, mine being fully maxed out. Um, I'm seeing turns where he's getting like double 10 million attack, which is guaranteed crit, um, like 600k defense at the start of the turn, and he greatly raises on super attack. Um, yeah, I just think he's really good. And it's one of those things, like I said, with Super 17 earlier, there are certain characters that I like, but if the unit sucks, like <laughs> I will say that they suck because I'll complain about it because I wanted the unit to be good. Um, but I do genuinely think Bardock is very good. He's not like, again, he's not like top five TUR in the game or anything, but right. I do think he is very good. I'm having a lot of fun using him. So 
Yeah, so I went And in. then Tora's just kind of mid. <laughs> right, right. Tora's just there, right? <laughs> he, uh, he can be okay, because this yeah. is the thing. So the problem with Tora is you have to use him on a very specific team build, because he needs the storied figures allies, right. and Bad. then he needs like the team Bardock allies on the actual Even rotation. Worse. Now, there's units like Physical Farsha, who I've been using on She's great. team. She's great. Who actually is crazy. Like, yeah. 700k defense at the start of the turn, and then does like two 10 million attack stat supers. Pretty good. Yeah, she's um, Great. Now, on the turns where he is good, Tora can be pretty good. Like, he's got okay defense, hits an okay attack stat. And this is, again, just me going by 55%. And then he has, like, 30% damage reduction, 30% chance to dodge. Um, if you get dupes, you just give just give him full dodge because he is literally just a floating support unit character. He's not there to do damage. Um, I definitely don't think that he's, like, absolutely awful, but he's definitely not very good. And the main reason is because he's so restricted to the team build that you need to run him on for him to look good. And he's just not, he's not good enough for you to have to jump through all of those hoops to actually yeah. make him like at his best. Like, I think I said this specifically on Twitter the other day, if a unit can only really be used on one team, then they should like borderline be the best unit on that team. Otherwise, what's the point? Like, why, why are you restricting them to only being used on one team? And then they're not even that good. Right. So... But anyway, I have no reason to summon on the banner anymore, so right. I'm just going to have to hope that, you know, in the future summons when he's in the general pool, I get some extra copies so I can actually try him out, like, with some dupes. But, but yeah, short, long story short, Bardock good, Tora mid. But, <laughs> yeah, so anyway. I, I summoned for Bardock just basically with tickets, and I also got Goku Black Rift on my tickets, so I got very lucky nice. there. And then I did my, uh, just the discount multis, and I did pick up a, a Majin Vegeta to get him up to 90%, so I, I was happy with that as well. Um, I, Bardock, I do, I do see his value. I personally, because mine's only 55%, I kind of like him more as just a floater to get the scouter and get the benefit of that. Um, but I do see a couple of flaws in his kit that I think definitely could make him better. The one is, is he wants rainbow orbs, but he only orb changes on his intro, which I wish he just always orb changes. That would make him a lot better. And then he's got the redundancy of crit and effective against all types. And he needs additional supers to build up. So I wish instead of either crit or super effective, one of those was a guaranteed additional on a rainbow orb. I think that would be a lot better, but I do really like him. I do think he can be a little bit iffy after five turns. He does lose some attack, but I like the way that you combo him with the carnival Goku to keep the scouter up. I think that's a really great idea. So yeah, I, I kind of agree with you where like Bardock's good. He's not like best TR or anything, but he's definitely a good unit. And I do like the value of his leader skill, right? Um, Minato, do you want to chime in on Bardock? Eh, I Bardock. He's just, he's good. I think he's a little underrated. Scout yeah. is very, very good. Yeah. Um, I like, I think he's a nice unit. I think he, yeah, just really, really good. Not, not really much to say besides what you guys said. Now I want to talk about Tor. Hey, Tor. Yes. Tor is like, physically, like his idea is stupid. Yeah, I'm going to be a support <laughs> unit to the support unit. That's amazing. Great concept. <clears throat> a supreme. Oh, yeah, I'm going to have to have a team of Team Bardock mid. I want storage figures. Terrible category. Uh, sure, okay, you know, I understand he wants to support Bardock, which is a cool thing, but Bardock's going to be a floater on your team of Goku family. I wonder who you're going to run over taste with Goku family. I don't know, kind of units like Ajo Gohan, Kai Karnam and Goku, you know. I think those are kind of good units. I'll consider them better than Tora, I feel. Let me know what you guys think. Um, I hate them. What a stupid unit. Like... Come what on, I want to know, Minato, is how how can we make it so Tora fits on target Goku? Where's that connection? 
Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he wanted. I mean, the thing is, I get that perspective because I've seen you say that before. Where he's like, he's the support unit for a support unit, but like. Whilst you can run Bardock as a floating unit on other teams, like if I'm a lot of the time, because I like him, I run Bardock on main rotation. So having Tora floating on the team, he's good. Well, not good, obviously, but I mean, I, good for the support. If you, want, <laughs> if you want to focus on Bardock, sure. For fun. That, that's definitely true. Yeah, exactly. Not like, it's not the most optimal build, obviously, to run like, you know, when you could be running some of the best Goku family units, it's not like the most optimal build to have bardock on main rotation but bardock can be a lot of fun when you get him fully built up and you have that support and stuff so for that instance he can be good but yeah, yeah. he's just too restricted for like I, where you'd ever want to use him so like why don't why don't but then they just do piercings and he'd be like twice as good like yeah What's but you know with with storage figures you can run tapion and minosha you got to run that tapion and minosha rotation right <laughs> storage figures that. Uh, like <laughs> king, king vegeta like literally <laughs> makes makes story figures and t bardock making both pure saints and then mm. he's like twice as good no four it's times just yeah good. why i don't why i don't see why they had to restrict him like that much because then yeah like you said if both of those were pure saiyans although he would i guess still keep that part of his passive where he's giving extra support if there's a bardock but then if those other parts of his passive were pure saiyans you wouldn't even need to run bardock you could run him on a pure saiyan team but instead he's just yeah just massively restricted to basically like one team build the thing is that is just dumb. if you're running bardock's team you're gonna Unless you're running a full team Bardock setup, which again could be for fun, likely you're running other units like Angel or Gohan, Tech Carnival Goku, who are on either of those category teams. And it's like they didn't give Team Bardock, like they made the Team Bardock team like really, really good. So realistically, you're just going to end up not running Tor. Truth had this Tor as like, well, like the 54th best unit in the game. I mm. don't understand that. Uh, <laughs> uh, if we're taking that out, I'm sorry I shouldn't take that out of context the list was about Raditz but that placement is just really dumb to me uh, they could have made this you know much better they could have made it like like even if you use him in his best setup what he's not even that like he's good but you know he's not like you know anything special and they're so, yeah. so restrictive. I don't. I I just hate this tour. I'm sorry, y'all. I spent like much much longer than we needed. But this tour really annoys me. Anyways, I'm done. So Tora or Inkaba, who's better? I was Tora. actually gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> but like Tora's design is almost as annoying as Inkaba's because you could see where they were going with with Inkaba at the very least, and you could see what they're doing with Tora. But Tora's design is honestly easy. It's not. Nah, it's not really more learning because you see where they're going for, but then the point is, just, just dumb, <laughs> because it's like, again, like I said, he's the support unit for a unit you're gonna use as the support unit. So if he was like not restricted to just Bardock for most of the time, then he'd be like, okay, you know, you could run him on pure Saiyans, then he could actually have some use besides being Bardock's, you know, support. Right. right. All right. Well, we can pretty much wrap it up there. I mean, we do have some EZAs coming I'm excited for, but we can maybe talk about those later on another episode. We've got the Super Saiyan Bardock sub EZAs. We've got uh, Super Saiyan 3 Bardock and I think in Bojack coming. So I'm just very excited for those. Um, I will say that burst mode was very fun. The Bojack Dokkan event. I had a blast with that. 
Um, and then the low class warrior missions, those were just fun to have. I think they should always add more missions for the legendary Goku events. But I uh, some in GP, actually. But. Yeah, yeah. So we'll just to wrap things up, you guys, anything else you want to share about anything we didn't talk about? And then we'll wrap up the show from there. Uh, Ningen, why don't you start anything you want to add before we hop off today? Um, yeah, just, I, I agree. Like I'm very excited for the EZAs, uh, the Super Saiyan Bardocks. Um, I think Super Saiyan 3 Bardock is really good after his EZA. I think he was quite underrated when he came out. So I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. using him a whole bunch, uh, once he gets his EZA. Um, the one thing I will say, unless I'm missing something in the news, I don't think we're getting the Int Bojack EZA. I thought he, they, did, they, they didn't um, announce it, but I thought this is where he came in JP. Maybe I'm wrong because well, I so thought it came around. Is, What's that? Yeah, oh, he, he came come? with Yamcha, oh. but they, they kind of mixed up the things because obviously the Bojack burst mode right. came with Carnival Goku. Okay. But he was the part two LR for Yamcha on JP. Okay. So this is where the global schedule being different has kind of that's thrown where, things a bit all over funny. the place. But, that's where I got... Because yeah, if they, <laughs> that's if where they I got dropped Bardock's... If yeah. they drop Bojack's EZA as part of this celebration, then there's, there's almost nothing left for Yamcha's one. Sure. So I'm fairly sure that that's going to stay no. with that. Okay. Because obviously, saying days in like two weeks. Um, right. Nope, that makes sense. But yeah, bunch of good EZAs. Uh, you know, I get. We should we'll talk. We should talk about them on the next episode once we've got yeah. the game. I yeah. know Minato's obviously got them, but um, yeah, I'm looking forward to them. So. Yeah, I got thrown off because of the Bojack burst mode, and I associated that with getting his yeah. EZA. And then the other thing was with uh, getting the chain battle with Hachiak. I thought he was going to be in the battlefield shop, but we haven't had enough battlefields to get him yet. So he wasn't there either. Yeah. So more global shafting there. But um, Minato, anything else before we wrap up? No, I think we're good. Okay. All right. Well, that is going to do it for our show today. This has been episode 105 of the Dokkan Battle Podcast. I would like to thank my guests today, Minato and the Mass Ningen. Um, and my name is Joe Eggs. It has been an absolute honor hosting for you all today. Thanks for watching. We'll catch you all on the next one.